everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Insatiable Appetite Podcast. I'm Robert Hashizumi, Senior Analyst at the Hartman Group, and it is my pleasure to do this podcast with my Hartman Retainer Services colleague and director, Eva Nassiger. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Robert. I'm really glad to be doing this podcast with you because it's such a very sweet and indulgent topic, and uh, Theo is always a very fun company to talk about as well. Yep, same here. So Eva, we're going to chat about our recent field trip, or we like to call them trend trucks here at the Hartman Group, to Seattle-based Theo Chocolate. So we do these treks four times a year, and we've been trekking since 2013, with Theo being our 34, 34th trek overall. So our goal with these treks is to get the folks here at Hartman a way to experience some interesting and new food trends at various in-person locations, and tasting real food, since most of us are usually on our laptops and offices during a typical workday. So in the past year, we have visited a real working organic farm called 21 Acres to learn more about regenerative agriculture, cleaned up local beaches and learned about plastic waste management with Puget Soundkeeper, explored injera flatbread from an Ethiopian restaurant and sampled beanless coffee and plant-based ice cream made with precision fermentation. So we decided to visit Theo because we're able to tour a real working chocolate factory, you know, right here in Seattle. They also focus on producing chocolate from bean to bar and offer organic and fair trade products. We actually first visited Theo back in 2014. So it is be interesting to know how the tour has changed. Eva, you've noticed any, tr- any changes over the years? Uh, Yes, I have. Um, I visited about 10 plus years ago and uh, remember being able to get a really close up view of uh, the entire chocolate making process during the one hour tour. Um, So there were the roasters, the processors and the staff making the chocolate. And we've got to watch them hand spread the chocolate mix onto the marble and then cut it. um, It got the chocolate bars uh, before they were packaged up. And I remember walking past some of the ingredients, such as a bag of uh, this bright yellow uh, turmeric spice. Um, So it was a very close up experience at the time. And because of that, we also had to wear uh, hairnets uh, on our um, head uh, to prevent food from getting contaminated uh, since we were uh, right there. So what I noticed this time is that, yes, the neighborhood still smells invitingly like chocolate. Um, And we were also still able to see the entire uh, operations. But this time we just weren't able to get as close to them as before. Um, So we watched the process uh, mostly on a large screen and then through plexiglass walls uh, that separate the tour group area from from the operations floor. Um, so this was uh, probably done during COVID um, to be extra careful with uh, with food safety, of course. Yeah, yeah. COVID did change the whole tour experience, along with many other aspects of life with, you know, you see plexiglass being put up at grocery or drugstore checkouts, among other places. But how about the chocolate? Um, it still is a tour highlight and delectable, right? 
Oh, yes, of course. Uh, the best part of the tour was uh, the sampling of the chocolate. Um, I think we tried about 12 different varieties. Um, they ranged from their national bestseller bars uh, to their more handcrafted confections that are only available locally, uh, and sometimes only in their um, retail store that's adjoining to, to the factory. Um, and I think I had more chocolate on this one hour tour than I did like the prior um, entire month. But it was also interesting to learn about their sourcing besides uh, the actual tasting of the chocolates. Um, they explained uh, that uh, they source their chocolate beans from small farms uh, currently in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Um, and then they pay uh, a fair living wage to the workers there um, with a goal of supporting their communities. And then of course, everything is uh, organic as well. So all of that was very nice to hear. Yeah, interesting. And we also toured Theo right after, you know, Consumer Reports, Seattle Times, New York Times released articles on the presence of heavy metals such as cadmium and lead in Theo, as well as 22 other chocolate brands such as, you know, Hershey, Trader Joe's and Dove, among others. And I understand there's some lawsuits now with some of these companies because of the presence of the heavy metals. Right. Uh, we did ask Theo about this. Um, and to provide a little background, uh, of course, cadmium and lead are both harmful to human health. Um, cadmium is present in soil around the world um, and it is absorbed into plants through their roots. Um, this is not unique to chocolate. Uh, it also happens with crops such as sweet potatoes, spinach, carrots, nuts, fruits, uh, to provide some examples there. Um, in the cacao trees, cadmium then makes its way from the root system into the cocoa beans. And later in the process, uh, these are harvested and laid out to dry, at which point they can also pick up the lead uh, from the surrounding environment. So the consumer reports scientists that did the chocolate testing that you mentioned uh, as reference in these various articles, uh, they compared the level uh, of lead and cadmium in the different chocolate brands they tested against the maximum allowable limits set by the state of California, uh, which has some of the most stringent uh, limits around the country. So Theo and uh, 22 other of these brands did not meet the California standards in this test. But as we learned on the tour, um, Theo chocolates does meet uh, the nationally set standards uh, for these substances. And note that we are talking about dark chocolates um, because those have a higher concentration of cocoa to begin with. And that the more diluted products such as milk chocolates um, just don't contain enough uh, cocoa to worry about um, with respect to these um, substances. And another thing to note, uh, and this was actually noted in an article uh, on NPR in December that was reacting to the consumer reports findings, is that the standards are set uh, conservatively low to protect uh, groups that are at special risk. Uh, this would include young children and pregnant women. Um, so the way I interpret all of this is that, yes, uh, the heavy metals and cadmium are certainly something to be concerned about, uh, but that for most of us, eating chocolate in moderation is just something that's okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember them mentioning that Theo Chocolates does meet the, you know, the national standards. And of course, people love their chocolates and uh, they don't want to, you know, but also they don't want to put their health or their family's health at risk. And so, you know, that is why lead was banned from gasoline. So now all gas that you buy is now unleaded and paint too, right? Paint used to contain lead, especially in older houses, but now all paint is lead free, which is a good direction we're, we're heading in. So, you know, consumers may end up, you know, I was thinking they might end up treating dark chocolate just like they do with tuna, you know, which has had issues with the heavy metal mercury to deal with for a long time. So a lot of people enjoy tuna, but they take precautions and eat tuna in moderation, especially for those who are pregnant or for children, young children. But they will also still enjoy the occasional tuna sandwich, salad or sushi for the, the, the protein, essential fatty acids, and of course, for the taste and enjoyment, all right? So like tuna, people will probably enjoy their dark chocolates in moderation. So the enjoyment and the health and wellness benefits from eating dark chocolate will outweigh the presence of the, the heavy metals. So for our group, for example, even after learning from Theo about the uh, heavy metals issue, we all enjoyed, you know, the plenty of the, the chocolates to sample and then we even visited their retail store after the tours over to purchase, you know, even more chocolates to bring home. Uh, that we certainly did. Um, and yes, you're right. There are all sorts of uh, health and wellness benefits from eating chocolates. Um, of course, uh, it is a mood lifter, uh, which is important these days, um, as our just published uh, health and wellness uh, report uh, showed that anxiety and stress are the number one health conditions that consumers uh, manage these days. Um, and then chocolate is, of course, also an energy booster. It's a rich supply of antioxidants that may improve heart health. Um, it's uh, low in sugar, at least the darker kind of chocolate. And of course, it works great um, as an indulgent treat or um, a reward at the end of the day. So, but that said, uh, during a discussion among our Hartman Group colleagues after the Theo Chocolates tour we took, uh, we found that these health benefits are not the key reason for eating chocolate. Uh, we found that the taste and the enjoyment that you mentioned is the top reason that uh, we as a group at least reach for the chocolate uh, that we uh, prefer. And uh, the second, uh, the health benefits are really more secondary. Yeah, absolutely. Like our research studies always show that, you know, taste is the top driver for eating or drinking anything, you know, compared to health drivers or sustainability or convenience drivers. So I myself enjoyed, I, I enjoyed the variety of chocolates we sampled and my favorites would have to be probably the apple cider caramel and the turmeric dark chocolates. So, so what about you, Eva? Uh, those were great, uh, but I think my favorite were the jasmine tea confections and then also the black rice and quinoa chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah. well, I have to say, this was a sweet topic we were discussing, but we'll have to wrap this up soon. Um, I want to thank you again for joining this podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, it was a super interesting uh, topic about one of my favorite food items and one that also promotes organic and fair trade, which uh, is important as well. Yeah. And thank you, listeners. And we'll talk to you again on the next episode of the Insatiable Appetite.